I want to thank Private Internet Access VPN for sponsoring today's video. The wide-reaching cyber attack that infiltrated government agencies and Fortune 500 companies is likely much worse than we thought before. Cybersecurity experts' jaws continued to drop as they found out the extent and the breadth of this striking cybersecurity attack. It's disturbing that there are people out there that would take down systems for, you know, things like healthcare, things like government. We provide water for our city as well as many other cities. They have no concern or care for their fellow human. It does represent potentially something systemic that really kind of moves into the entire global financial system. I and mean, when you think about a cyber attack on the financial systems, there's so many electronic trading desks, there's so many products, um, so many assets in, in passive vehicles, and that when volatility spikes, there could be an absence of liquidity. Multiply that by the impact a cyber attack could have on a party with the rest of the market still trading. And we could see a flash crash times 10, I would think. At precisely 4.41 p.m. on the 5th of May, 2021, I wrote a post in my private community, as I do several times a week, just alerting people to different things I'm concerned about. But little did I know just how timely and important this particular post would be because this particular post was all about a major cyber attack that I was concerned would be occurring very shortly. Less than 24 hours later, all the media and all the news outlets were flooded with this story. We were following new developments on that massive hack attack, one top cybersecurity firm issuing a major warning tonight. This is probably the most significant ransomware attack on one of our critical infrastructures ever. Volano Pipeline is the operator of the largest pipeline carrying fuel from the Gulf Coast to the Northeast. The biggest fuel pipeline system in the United States remains crippled by a cyber attack that's been called the worst of its kind in the U.S. Tonight, a complex and sinister mystery. This is one of my worst nightmares come to light. A crippling cyber attack that forced a major U.S. energy pipeline offline Friday. You're holding a major component of United States infrastructure hostage. This weekend, an emergency response across the U.S. government. Homeland Security, the FBI, Department of Energy and more. In the last year, I don't think it should come as a surprise to anyone, but we've been subjected to more cyber attacks and issues around this nature than at any other time in recorded history. But before we even get into all of these attacks, I want to show you a short clip and then tell you how today's video sponsor can help you to stay safe online. What makes ransomware so effective is its capability to entirely disrupt an enterprise or infrastructure like the Colonial Pipeline. It usually makes its way in via a phishing email or network connection that isn't secured. Take note of what she just said there in that clip. She said an internet connection that isn't secure. So I want to tell you today about private internet access which is a VPN company that I use to keep myself secure online. As you know, I only ever recommend to you products and services that I use myself personally and that I feel that will greatly benefit your life. And of course, I like to get you a discount as well on these services. So when it comes to cybersecurity online, there are a number of steps that I take with my public profile. I have to be extra careful. And this is one of them. A private internet access VPN basically hides your IP address, crucial, 
it then encrypts the internet traffic that you are looking at so that hackers can't see anything that you are looking at or the keystrokes that you're making, what sites you're accessing. And most importantly, this is what I really like about it. It's a no logs VPN. So what that means is that a lot of these VPNs actually keep a record and keep track of everything that you're doing. But with private internet access, they don't do this. It's super easy. It's just one click to turn it on, one click to turn it off. Not that I ever turn mine off. I leave it on all the time. Whenever I open my laptop, it automatically connects to the internet and it encrypts the traffic, as I mentioned. So if you're doing anything like banking online, cryptocurrency, anything financial, Vanguard accounts and all the other stuff, you're accessing work files, you're accessing things that you don't want other people to know about or to be able to see, then this VPN will protect you against all of these things. So I'll just tell you a couple more benefits of PIA, Private Internet Access. They have more than 30 million downloads around the world. I'm one of those users myself, as I mentioned. They have thousands of VPN servers all around the world. It works on various platforms. So whether you're on a Mac or Windows or an Amazon Fire Stick, it really doesn't matter. It works on all these various platforms and you can pay in different currencies as well. You can even pay in Bitcoin, which is great for those of us that use cryptocurrency for payments. They have 24 hours a day customer service and support, but above all else, if you're not completely satisfied with the service, they offer you a 30 day money back guarantee. I mean, I don't think it can be any fairer than that. So I've actually teamed up with Private Internet Access today to get you an amazing discount, an amazing offer on using their services. So let's go to the screen share now then. So here's what you're going to do then. Really simple. You're going to head on over to privateinternetaccess.com forward slash Neil. If you're on your phone or anything like that, I'm going to put this in the description as a link and as the pinned comment just to make it easier for you. You're going to land on this page here and you're going to get this offer today for just $2.08 per month, a saving of 83%. And not only that, you'll also get an extra two months free when you sign up for two years. So it's a really amazing offer. So ladies and gentlemen, again, I highly recommend the service. I think you should all use it for definite, especially if you're worried about your internet traffic being hacked or, or anything like that. This just gives you that extra layer of security. So where are we today then with all of these hacking issues and cybersecurity threats? Are we getting better at this as a nation or are our governments losing control and not getting the handle on all of this? Well, check this out. Last month, hackers took our gasoline hostage. Now they're attacking our meat supply. JBS says units in Australia and North America were hit over the weekend by what the company is calling an organized cyber attack. John, we had a gas hack. Now we have a meat hack. The company is called JBS USA. Uh, it's not a well-known brand. You might not be familiar with this company, but they own a significant percentage of the beef production in the United States. And take a look at some of the details that they've put out now about this cyber attack. They're saying that the attack has hit servers supporting North American and Australian IT systems. Look, the national security concern here is when you're looking at one of the big elements of the overall food supply in this country. If you're looking at you know, gas supply lines with the Colonial Pipeline hack and now this one, uh, you're, you're talking about fundamental elements of the supply chain for the overall economy and the overall health of the nations. You'd be worried about the implications of a country that's able to get into our food supply system and disrupt it uh, because of all the knock-on effects that that could have uh, you know, after that. And if that wasn't scary enough, 
have a look at these stories from earlier in the month which just emphasizes what I'm saying even more. The UK government's website has been giving error messages in what seems to be a worldwide internet issue this morning. Major retail and news websites uh, were also among those down. Things are, we're led to believe, improving, but, but a number of websites down this morning. That's true. In the last few minutes, I've just been checking some of those big websites and some seem to be slowly coming back online. But as you mentioned there, there seems to be a major global problem with some uh, big, one of the most popular and biggest websites across the world. We've had lots of news and media websites um, facing problems, including The Guardian uh, and The Financial Times, as well as some users saying that they're struggling to access services on Amazon uh, and Spotify as well. So what exactly is the problem here then? And, and why do I believe that there's a bigger threat on the way? Well, yet again, it involves our good friends at the World Economic Forum. As you all know, I pay very careful attention to everything that's put out by the World Economic Forum. I spend at least a few hours every week going over all of their material, watching their videos, reading their papers, just to see what their forecasting might occur next. Up until now, they've been extremely accurate with most things, including around the COVID crisis and their event 201, just a couple of months before COVID actually broke out. So let's have a look at what they're talking about now then, and let's see, will this give us a glimpse into the future? Let's start with a video, then we'll move into Cyber Polygon, very interesting topic, and then we'll finish with an article which is quite concerning. Hackers have intensified their attacks on business, economies and societies worldwide. And officials at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland are addressing the global security threat. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. The COVID-19 pandemic has shaken our economies and societies to the core and shown us how vulnerable we are to biological threats. In the digital world, similar risks are being overlooked right now. A cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics would spread faster and further than any biological virus. I'm not really sure why they keep mentioning COVID all the time in cybersecurity. Um, it seems to be a pattern throughout most of their material. Very unusual. Its reproductive rate would be around 10 times greater than what we've experienced with the coronavirus. You see, the only way to stop the exponential propagation of a COVID-like cyber threat is to fully disconnect the millions of vulnerable devices from one another and from the internet. All of this in a matter of days. Okay, so this is what worries me the most then. They're saying that to avoid a catastrophe, we need to disconnect our devices from the internet. But I just don't know anyone that does that. Nearly everyone leaves their devices connected all the time. COVID-19 was known as an anticipated risk. So is the digital equivalent. Let's be better prepared for that one. The time is now. Okay, now for the big one then. This is the World Economic Forum Cyber Polygon event. This year, it takes place on the 9th of July, 2021. I'll definitely be paying attention to this. 2020 is a year that has really changed the world. 
Okay, so here it is, and this is a Cyber Polygon website, and you can see it takes place on the 9th of July, 2021. So let's see what the concept is for 2021 then. It states, the ever-expanding digitalization tightens the interconnectivity between people, companies, and countries. The secure development of ecosystems across the globe will determine the future of humanity for decades to come. Okay. The World Economic Forum supports Cyber Polygon. So let's look at the training events then, and let's see what they're focusing on this year. So it states, during the online exercise at Cyber Polygon 2021, the teams will practice response actions at the moment of a targeted supply chain attack on a corporate ecosystem. So this is interesting then, because as an ex-soldier, I used to be doing exercises every few months. And the whole process and point of an exercise was to prepare you for something that may or may not come in the future. But there's always a risk or a high likelihood that it could come. So from what they said on the website there, I'm going to read into this and give you my interpretation of what I think these risks could be. So number one is pretty obvious. It's supply chain issues. I'm not surprised by this at all because I've been talking about these supply chain issues that we have for over a year now, and I said the COVID crisis will only make this even worse. And of course, in a recent video I did, I showed you how I walked around the largest supermarket in Europe and the shelves were empty due to a breakdown in supply chain and panic buying. And you've got to remember that we now live in a world of globalization and globalization can be dangerous when you have these supply chain breakdowns or when you're trying to import lots of products and services and there's issues that occur in the world, such as COVID and, and things like this. So a cyber attack could actually make this even worse by breaking down these supply chains and causing a lot of slowdowns, meaning that important things that we need, such as food, medical, etc., might get stuck for a short period of time, obviously then creating backlogs. The other issue I think they are alluding to, but without scaring everyone, is around the financial markets. I believe there's a very big risk that there could be a major cyber attack on the financial institutions. And of course, with the liquidity aspect that all of these institutions operate on now, it only takes several of these large institutions being attacked at the same time that could cause a flash crash in the stock markets. And this would be absolutely catastrophic because without the liquidity, you could see the stock market going down quite dramatically. And of course, the stock market is psychological more than anything else. Even though a lot of people don't understand this, it really is, especially right now, it's a psychological market. If people see it start to drop quite heavily, people are going to start trying to sell off. And the funds and the hedge funds, they're going to try and sell off as well. Everyone's going to try and get ahead of the curve on this. This doesn't even include the AI software that will be trading at the same time. This could just be absolutely catastrophic. And I think this is what they are alluding to with these exercises. But I would highly recommend that you just come onto this website for yourself, read some of the, the publications and things, just scan through and see what it's all about. It is very, very useful, all of it. Definitely worth reading. Okay, let's move on to this article then, again from the World Economic Forum, which is pretty concerning. It's titled, What the COVID-19 Pandemic Teaches Us About Cybersecurity and How to Prepare for the, here we go, keywords, inevitable 
global cyber attack. Look at the language they're using here. It doesn't say a possible, it says inevitable. It says COVID-19 shows that the world is at great risk of disruption by pandemics, cyber attacks, or environmental tipping points. We should prepare for a COVID-like, again, they keep using this word COVID-like, a global cyber pandemic that will spread faster and further than a biological virus with an equal or greater economic impact. Actually, what's quite interesting is that Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, he actually talks about this a lot. And he says, the next crisis will be a cybersecurity crisis, and it will be much worse than COVID and, and all the other things because of the speed at which this will multiply. Again, the coronavirus crisis provides insights into how leaders can better prepare for such cyber risks. Most of the world is currently experiencing highly atypical living conditions as a result of COVID-19. At the height of the pandemic, more than 2 billion people were under some form of lockdown, and 91% of the world's population, or 7.1 billion people, live in countries with border controls or have travel restrictions. Very interesting. Okay, here's a, a worrying statement. It would be comforting to think this is merely a blip, interrupting an essentially stable state of affairs, and that the world will return to normal once medicine and science have tamed the virus. Look at this comforting and wrong. Our new normal isn't COVID-19 itself, it's COVID-like incidents. And a cyber pandemic is probably as inevitable as a future disease pandemic. The time to start thinking about the response is, as always, yesterday. To start that process, it's important to examine the lessons of the pandemic and use them to prepare for a future global cyber attack. See, this is the thing that, that worries me a little bit, is that they don't say a possible, you know, they don't use softening language. It's as if they know for a fact that this is going to occur. But I can't disagree with the lessons here because a cyber attack would spread a lot quicker than a biological virus. And lesson two, the financial impact of this or the economic impact would be absolutely catastrophic. So it really just emphasizes a lot more of what my concerns are here around this inevitable, using their language here, cyber attack. So overall, I am concerned about a global cyber pandemic. And I think that all of you should be as well. Because if this occurred, I'm only too aware that the average person and family these days, they don't have a lot of food stocked up. They don't have their own garden to grow food and, and things like this. Most people live month to month and they go to the grocery store every few days. But look at what happened last year with these supply chain issues where the supermarkets and the grocery stores and the corner stores, they just completely ran out of food. So this could be a lesson for us all to just prepare a little better, not just in terms of our cybersecurity, but also our basic living conditions as well. I do believe we're massively unprepared for a risk like this. And when it happens, it's going to take most people by complete surprise and they're just not going to be prepared for it. And in these sort of scenarios, history teaches us exactly what happens and it's absolute chaos. So here's my question for you as always. If a cyber attack of either of the scenarios we talked about were to happen next week, would you be prepared for any of these outcomes? I'm guessing the answer is no. And if so, that's okay, because that's what I'm here for, 
to help prepare you for such events that might occur in the future, including very simple things such as protecting your laptop, computer, your handheld devices, things like this. And then in the future, we can move on to more extreme examples. I can have experts on the channel that specialize in prepping and have taken precautions against these sort of events. So as we come into the close of the video, ladies and gentlemen, please just remember to take advantage of that offer, the 83% off with the two months free VPN protection from private internet access so that you can be as protected as you possibly can. And apart from that, I'll have a follow-up to this video with more levels of security that you can take. But apart from that, thank you so much. Take care. God bless.